Hey guys, we got an exclusive for new Lazada customers. You can use the code PNA1111LAZ, that's PNA1111LAZ, on the Lazada app to get 111 pesos off for a minimum spend of 500 pesos valid on November 11th. I know, it's a lot of 11s. Just FYI, whatever commission we get, we are donating to our partner churches on the show. So, happy shopping! So brother Chipol asked me if um, if we need some help. He and his brother, who is like a, a one man team, like he knows everything from the technical side to the practical side of how we should be doing the online service, and he even answered all of our questions. They really went the extra mile to be able to help us. I went to the office one day of victory, found out Pastor Dennis who's Pastor Dennis, and then he was not in the office, and I was like. On, I, I was walking out and then, then there's Pastor Dennis and then I reached out Hi Pastor Dennis I'm Jay Paul I'm from The Feast etc etc and you know um, Pastor Dennis is first sight <laughs> and I think it's because of that love for Jesus and the belief that there's no one church that can dominate the city I think we need all the body of Christ helping together out whether evangelicals and Catholics I know there are differences and some might go on a debate on that but really spreading the love of Jesus is just it's gospel in action this podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics hello everybody and welcome to the Narador podcast come on in my name is Sam and please say hello to my friends brother J Paul Hernandez is lay preacher at the feast and instructor Harold Resho is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth Shinshadi Church of Jesus Pastor Dennis C is head pastor at Victory Greenhills we are an ecumenical podcast and today did I introduce myself I'm Sam okay so hi, we Sam. got that on the table hi hi so happy you guys are here by the way um Today, I wanted to do something called uh, a state of the church's address, you know, inspired by like, you know, state of the nation. I just want to know how you guys are doing. It is episode number 33 today. We've had many interesting conversations and I just got to thinking like, gosh, it's been how many months now into this whole pandemic situation? How are the churches coping? Also, um, and this makes me so happy. This last week, um, we got pictures on our group chat of Brother Jay Paul and Instructor Harold. They had a meeting because um, the Church of Instructor Harold, they are opening their worship services to whoever is now interested. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But basically, this episode is just going to be me being the annoying mom who cannot stop talking about how her kids are amazing. So just bear with me on this one. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think that's a good place to start. Like, what's up with the meeting, guys? What happened? Okay, um, I think I should start because just to give you a background. So when we had the taping last week and, or I think the other week, but anyway, um, after our shoot and when I actually announced that we'll be having our first ever online worship service open to everyone, um, after the shoot, Brother J. Paul asked me if I would need some help. And uh, he told me that he and his team will be willing to help us. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Pastor D chatted. Anyway. No, okay. Here's the Saan thing. Saan ka nag-taping? Saan ka ABS? So we, we, this yeah, one. Mm-hmm. While we, while we record, we're Recording, also like, record. yeah, chatting okay, on right. the thing. Attorney taping yan. Nag-aayos yan. Oh, yeah. He's a regular part. Wait, 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 wait
Tulad lahat na sila eh. The secret creatures. Cuties. Okay. Anyway, so after our recording, oh, how sweet. So cute. So yeah, so after our recording, um, oh yes, yeah, so Brother Chapel asked me if um if we need some help, and I was thinking it's gonna be a great opportunity for us to learn from them because they are doing this for quite some time, and so we we set a meeting um last Friday, and then, um. He and his brother, who is like a, a one-man team, like he knows everything from the technical side to the practical side of how we should be doing the online service. And he even answered all of our questions. They really went the extra mile to be able to help us. So initially, I thought it's going to be like a 10, 15-minute meeting, but it, it went over an hour. And I was just really so amazed. And um, we will learn a lot from them, not only on the online worship service side, but also we've learned about the brotherhood in God and how we show our love and concern with everyone. And that's, and that's why I'm just so blessed. And I was um, I was really touched uh, with, with the generosity that they have and the willingness to help that they show to us. So I really, I just want to express my gratitude to Brother Chapel and your brother, Jonathan, who actually helped us. So may God bless you more. Walang sister. No sister joined. Only Brother Chapel and Brother Jonathan. No, no just asking. Sister. I was asking, because you need a female perspective in running an online service. It can't be all male. It's just different when there's a girl in the conversation. Was there a girl in the conversation? I saw pictures. There was a girl. There was. A- oh, there was she was very girl. cute, and she was very cute. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I know where this conversation is going, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she's one of our staff. I have no clue. Ah, the- oh, oh she's staff. from our church. Oh, you see, I didn't know. Okay. Is she there now? <laughs> Oh my goodness, these guys! But you know, oh see, goodness. this 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 makes me so happy, you guys. I mean, we call ourselves an ecumenical podcast, and that's what we do. We sit down and we dialogue through, you know, our faith, and we have similarities, but we also have differences, and we are talking through them. But when I hear about something like this, I'm like, wow, these guys are ecumenism in action, and it just makes me so happy. Like, you guys, do you understand where I'm coming from, guys? See, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but here's the thing. I think you and um, Brother J. Paul and Pastor Dennis, your churches were actually also helping each other prior to this podcast, right? Like, what do you guys do exactly together? You know, man. Just kidding. <laughs> so holy. So holy. Iclear mo yan. Mawawalan ako ng trabaho. Water, water, holy water. Holy water. Grape juice, uh, Welch. Breaking bread, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I guess it, it didn't start from me. In a sense, it started from Pastor Joey Bonifacio, one of the top leaders of every nation, and um, Brother Bo. So a few years ago, before the feast was a feast, he was leading a small community. And he was noticing that they would not break 2,000. Like, they would hit 2,000. Fall 2000, fall 2000, fall. So there was something wrong and they were getting old. So that was his worry. He reached out to different pastors, different leaders in different churches, Catholic and non-Catholic. The most open was Pastor Joey. So he really helped 
Like it's like not only giving the handbook of discipleship, but really reframing his mind. And, and the thing was, um, Light of Jesus Family, the the parent community of the feast is was a covenanted community. So you had to go through 18 weeks of of formation, etc. And and they would be in a subtractional model. Only the perfect can be holy. So that was the mindset. Um, so that's when Brother Bo slowly talked to the leaders, slowly the light of Jesus evolved, became the feast. So actually the feast is about only 12 years old. And, and, but you see, that's where the, the seeds of old seeds were the past, because we're now 40 years old, light of Jesus, the seeds of relationship was already passed down. But we just had to shift a severe, a severe shift in mindset, open it for God's people because the church should be for God's people. And that's when exponential growth happened. We're really grateful for humble leaders. And, and then eventually, as I became a feast builder, I didn't even know I was going to become a feast builder, that I was going to be assigned. I was so excited to be not planting a new church. I, I wanted to be in Robinson's Galleria where my leader was. I, it was easy because there was already there. But for some reason, uh, J-Paul, go to Green Hills. I'm not Chinese. It's okay. What? <laughs> uh, just, just, I guess, because yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just didn't know. I was, I was the one there. Actually, it was supposed to be New Manila. Um, last minute, contract fell apart. We were already signed, but anyway. Um, and then Brother Bo said, "Why don't you reach out to Victory in Green Hills? They're friends." Oh so, wow! I went to the office one day of Victory, and I was like, uh, uh, "So I found out Pastor Dennis, who's Pastor Dennis, and like, and then he was not in the office, and I was like, on I, I was walking out, and then, then there's Pastor Dennis, and then I reached out, "Hi, Pastor Dennis, I'm Jay Paul, I'm from the Feast, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And you know, um, Pastor Dennis at first sight. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he has helped me, taught me a lot about church planting, church leadership more than anything, dealing with people, dealing with haters, and I mean, I wish we can talk regularly before the pandemic. But just I know Pastor Dennis knows how hard it is to plant from scratch. And and dealing with things, even dealing with a lot of, um, I had to talk to him a few times on how to deal with church issues, leadership issues, and yeah, and then you know, eventually, I guess he was invited to our one of our conferences, and everyone loved him. Everyone wants him to go back next time. So so that's it. And I'm just really grateful for the friendship more than anything, knowing that. Um, he's a pastor. I'm a lay lay missionary, and he didn't really treat me below him. Treated me like an equal. Treated me like a friend. And I guess that's what church should be. That's what the body of Christ should be. Oh, I'm so warm and fuzzy inside. Um, pastor. Dean, oh, and by I'm, the way, that's why yes. I was surprised that you, when you invited me to the podcast, Pastor. Dennis, okay, I'm going. I had no clue. I had no clue that you guys knew each other and that you guys were friends. I yeah, 
and you, I mean, yeah, I only found all of this out as we started recording. So yeah, that's another amazing thing to me. Pastor D, I'm assuming this isn't the first time. Like, Brother J. Paul was not the first one who approached you, asked you about, okay, can you help us out? We're doing, you know, ch church building, ch church planting. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Well, I think he's the first Catholic leader that reached out. Uh, I think maybe because of experience when we planted the church in Greenhouse, I was 27. I was clueless. So if there was somebody who could help me, I would get all the help that I want. And seeing somebody like Jay Paul, I know we're not, you know, our age gap is not that big, but knowing that he's a young leader like me, I went through a lot of uh, discrimination because of my age, right? Uh, trying to pastor a, a church with, with uh, some old people. And so when I knew, when I learned about his journey, it was like, it was like kindred spirit. It was like, and I want to help out. I want to see this guy succeed. And even with this, uh, the feast, you know, being near us, you know, usually if there's any, uh, uh, like, oh, there's an opening here. There's a place here. They're looking for one. I call J. Paul first. J. Paul, there's a place here you might want to consider, you know. And, and I think it's because of that love for Jesus and the belief that there's no one church that can dominate the city. I think we need all the body of Christ helping together out, whether evangelicals and Catholics. I know there are differences and some might go on a debate on that, but, uh, but really spreading the love of Jesus is just, it's gospel in action. We've got to live out what we preach, right? It's like Jews and Gentiles. It's like for some, if you're in the 80s, it's like Jews, Protestant, Catholics, Gentiles, you know, it's, it was something like that. And now we're going through the book of Romans and seeing it in action throughout the past decade in Green Hills. Green Hills, I think, is the only city where Christians and, and Muslims do business together without any problem, you know. So I think there's a spirit there that, that we want to exude in the city. And, and, you know, that's how we try to do it, even with J-Pog. Yeah, which is why Brother J. Paul on the chat is inviting Instructor Harold, come on over to Green Hills, Harry. Yes, <laughs> this is your next <laughs> location. But I, and I think, Pastor D, you kind of answered my next question already because, you know, as I was thinking about this whole situation, it also had me wondering, like, and I don't mean to like acid rain on this love parade, but we do, we have our similarities and yes, you know, our ultimate goal is to share the gospel of Jesus and all of that, but we also have our differences, right? And so when you help out another church, you could, in effect, be helping them maybe further something that you don't necessarily agree with. Is that a problem at all? Is there any kind of tension in that sense? It's not a problem. It's a tension. <laughs> really, it's not a problem. It's a tension. It's, I don't see it as a problem. Like, but... I think there's a tension there. But I think you cannot outdo love. You know, if you love like Jesus, you know, having conversations like this, even with Harold, I don't know yet. You know, we've never, I've never deep dive. I've never researched, you know. So, but having those conversations, I think, and displaying the love of Christ in spite of the differences is the, for me, the culmination of what we've been preaching about. You know, if we just truly believe what we preach, we can actually have healthy conversations and argue with Christ-likeness. 
yeah. uh, with certain doctrines and belief and say, you know what, you're still a brother. You know, we're friends. It doesn't really change all that because of what you believe in. Yeah. Brother Jay, how did you feel? Like, while well, you guys, you know, and you and Instructor Harold were having this meeting together. And I mean, you have differences. Like, we've had conversations where you don't see eye to eye on things. So what was that like for you? Oh, first of all, I wish Harold will court the girl. <laughs> That's what I think. I wish Harold would convert to Catholicism. I know, I know me too. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've, I've, I really am one of the proponents of ecumenism. I mean, I love it. Um, I, of course, honestly, I would want people to be Catholic. But I'd rather have someone accept Jesus in their life and be a different, you know, denomination than, uh, you know, be a bad Catholic <laughs> so, or, 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 non, or be a non-believer or a church hater. And, you know, if you think about Christianity, there are only maximum of 5% theological or doctrinal differences. Will that change it? I mean, me and my wife, we have so many differences. But I met her through ministry. She was actually serving under me. And, and then eventually it blossomed. So maybe I'm saying this to Harold also. Found my wife in church. Oh my gosh. We served together. <laughs> we were friends. And Jesus united us. Amen. I mean, yeah, jokes aside, I think that's a beautiful way to meet your partner is when you are both serving God, right? Yeah. Actually, that's uh, one of the basic things that we, uh, I mean, when we talk about relationships, <laughs> but yes, you, you need to have that kind of um, same, I think, same faith, same beliefs so that you um, there's less of the things that you can argue about. So if you have the same religion or same beliefs, it's going to be easier for you to have that kind of relationship. Yeah. 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 So about that girl who is, you know, from your church. I'm just kidding. Okay. Let's talk about your um, worship service, which you guys are opening up to whoever is interested. And this was actually one of the more unique things about you guys was um, you have to be a member to attend your worship service. Unlike, say, Victory, you know, as a Catholic, I can walk in whenever I want, check out their service. I couldn't do that with you guys before, but now I can. What's going on here? Um, you were right. So before, in order for you to be able to attend our worship service, you have to be a member first. And for you to become a member, you would have to study the Bible with us for about six and seven, six or seven months. But right now, the, the way we look at it, because uh, many people are now asking how they will be able to attend the service or how can they hear the word without even committing to that um, study of studying the Bible for that long. So we, we, we thought of it because before um, we, we have this approach of sharing the word of God first before introducing our church. But actually many churches, um, the setup is that they invite the people to church so that they can listen to the word. So we were thinking that maybe we can do that as well right now. And that's why we are opening the online worship to, to everyone. And uh, really, it's a great time for us to be able to share the word of God. And But for me, it's quite, um, I feel a bit nervous because 
I will be sharing the word of God to the people. And um, I don't know how exactly I should be feeling, but basically we want to invite everyone who would uh, want to hear the word of God and who are available every Sunday, 10 a.m., um, please join us. And even you, Sam, um, Brother J. Paul and Pastor Dennis, um, if you're available, you can check out what we, um, what, what we talk about and what we do in our service. Oh, so you're going to preach in your, in your service, the first one? Yes. Oh, this I got to see. I've seen Brother J. Paul preach. I watch Pastor Dennis preach. I watch the videos. You're the only one that I haven't seen preach. You know what I'll do? What? I'll share it and boost it. 10,000 pesos ad budget. <laughs> so that's your seed offering. <laughs> no, really. I also want to see... I mean, I think just as you know, someone who is in this podcast with you guys and knowing that Brother J. Paul and Instructor Harold help each other on this. I want to see how things are going to turn out too. So, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I want to go. I want to go. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also wanted to kind of check in with you guys because I think we all went into lockdown around the same time just as a church, right? And we had to make all of these adjustments and we all started going online to do what we do. It's been, gosh, what now? seven-ish months. How has this pandemic been for you guys as a church? Was it all bad or were there some good things that came out of it too? What's the report? Um, can I start? <laughs> this, is, this is what we were talking about before we started recording. So yes, uh, for us, um, despite the pandemic, I can say that we're still doing fine. Um, but for city reasons, we had to do the worship online, and that's why we are really praying hard for for this COVID nineteen to end. Um, that's why on October twenty sixth, last Monday, actually we 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 had this um, world interfaith um, prayer conference, wherein there are about, if I'm not mistaken, more than ninety different religious leaders and um, approximately six hundred individuals from nineteen countries um, across five continents who actually joined this Zoom um, Zoom meeting, and we we. We pray together so that this COVID will soon end. And once everything about COVID ended, we are looking forward to be able to do the worship service like the way we used to before. Um, but until that time comes, I think the safer way uh, to do this is still through online. Um, that's our take on it. But despite the pandemic, it, it does not stop us from doing what we have to do. So we have to share the word of God. And that's why I personally have this um, group of pastors, more than 50 pastors from, I think, about 40 churches who we gather together, we share the word of God, we pray together and really meet regularly to, to, to know God and uh, to know his word deeper. So um, basically, that's what we're doing right now. And in our worship service, if I can just share, because I, I see inspiring stories within our church, and I think in your church, um, you, uh, probably you also see this kind of stories. But um, before we start, because we are not ready, honestly, for, for this pandemic that will all go online, everything will change. But 
some of our members don't have Zoom application on their gadgets or devices. Some of them don't even have devices that can support this, or even they have problem with internet connection. But despite that, we saw how they were able to overcome their situations. And even some members who are financially challenged, they even spare 50 pesos for them to be able to have that internet connection. And what's good about it is that we see members helping other members and trying to do, um, to do their best and really find ways um, despite the difficult situation. Um, and and that's why we are really grateful to God because um, I know everything is happening for a reason. And um, that's why with hope and with the faith that we have in God, we try to find the solutions in the problems that we have. And at the end of the day, um, we are just grateful to him because we we see that um, it our members are still attending the service, even um most of them are still attending right now, even though it became online. So we're just really grateful to God um, because we see that he's still helping us despite, uh, despite the circumstances that we are in right now. Wow. So it sounds to me like, you know, this challenge of the pandemic brought out the best in your members is what I'm getting. Also, wow, you guys have a lot of other things going on with other, I kind of feel like you're cheating on my podcast. For some reason, but <laughs> anyway, no, that's cool. Wow. So again, things you guys managed to do everything during the pandemic, and then you're you're probably gonna do things online for the unforeseeable future, and we don't know how long that's going to be. What about you guys, Pastor D? How has this pandemic experience been for you? Well, first, there's there are good things and bad things. Uh, we've had members who've lost jobs. We've lost lives in our church. You know, uh, some key people in church also uh, succumbed to the COVID-19. Many have not had the proper grieving process. You know, pastorally, I think that's the hardest hit. The pastoral side of things, of, of being a pastor, of shepherding your church at this time when, especially early on, you can't go out. Like, you're not even allowed to do sacerdotal ministries like burying the dead you know it's it's so it's just too different on how things were going and it was hard for us it was like taking a little something of us right and i i you know jay paul i know jay paul he goes out all the time he's never in the office right we go out we meet people we have coffee that's taken out from us it's like lord what will i do now right do more podcasts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what else do we do, Lord? You know, and you know, we we try to find ways on how to help the community. We partner with the government. We've helped out. Prior to the COVID, December, we actually gave an ambulance to the city. And the, the church raised money to give to the city. And we got a text uh two months ago that close to 1,400 people have used the ambulance. Because we had no ambulance, our, our, the, the city ambulance was already 17 years old, you know? And, and so when we donated the ambulance, it was an act of faith of saying, Lord, please use, the, you know, use this generous act to bless the city to, as we want to love on the city. And it has blessed a lot of people. I think that has brought a lot of you know, people to Christ. Uh, 
the chief of San Juan now, the PNP San Juan, goes to church now, attends our Bible studies. You know, the chief of the Bureau of Fire Protection goes to our church also now. It's this act of services that we do. And sometimes you don't know, you know, sometimes it's like, this is not for photo op. This is really us loving on the city. You know, as much as possible, we don't even announce it. And and that has brought a lot of success stories for us. We've seen now, uh, we've got an ongoing weekly uh, group among our policemen in our city. Uh, some have organically raised funds to feed barangays. There was a family. They were in one townhouse, six families. Maybe half of them were Christians. They raised funds, asked money from their millionaire friends, and they fed a barangay. They fed three barangays for three months. Imagine that. <gasps> so we're, we're thinking about doing a church plan after all this in those barangays because, you know, it's the Christians who fed them. And it wasn't even a church project. It was an organic thing that uh, members from Victory, members from CCF, they joined together, pulled their funds, packed the vegetables, and, and gave it out for months. You know, and it's just amazing stories that we have. We have success stories of business people uh, because of pivoting during this time. They were able to have new businesses birth. So you've got sad stories. You've got happy stories. But we're excited because uh, next month we're we're starting our mass gatherings. Our oh, mayor has approved of it already. I don't know with the fees if they're going to start one also, but uh, we're starting one already this coming November. Oh, wow. Okay. No, but again, amazing how people just step up in a time of yeah. crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Galeng. What about, what about us, Brother Jay? Are we gathering na rin? Uh, no, we really had to decide to not do it. Um, we, we, one, because uh, the only center we have is in Galleria. And I think Tai Tai. We, we don't, we don't. It's we don't really do centers like Victory. We we like to rent. Uh, that's just how we do it. Um, not nothing, not, nothing wrong or right. It's just how we how we do it. Um, but we've really decided to as a, as one just because we don't want that. Why them, not us? So we wanted to be in one movement. We really united. Um, so we're really seeing 2021 for mass gathering and um, and we're renting. And for me, it's really, I don't have a problem because I'm renting a cinema. You can't rent a cinema in the next few months. And so as long as there's no cinema operations, I have no problem. But actually, I was just like talking to, because one of our leaders donated the whole equipment system. And so they've they're really been affected. So I was just texting him just before, as we were talking to our first episode, I was like, do you want to go to check if our equipment's okay? <laughs> like, we haven't been checking it. Like, you know, those are really expensive stuff. Um, but yeah, same with, same with everyone. Uh, painful stories. I can, we can cry buckets of painful stories. And I, I have a lot of them. Nights I have, we couldn't sleep just because I was empathizing and hurting for our church leaders. And I guess the most the hardest in a sense where in my position is when I see my brother builders suffering first, they couldn't do their pastoral duties the same way because they were suffering. So, okay. So I have to help, etc. Um, 
in the feast we've decided because we're grouped into districts like the like South UC San Juan, uh, Pasig. We're, we're all clumped, so we we're autonomous. But we decided when uh, Brother Arun said, "Let's let's do it. We unite as one. We have because we're not we don't have a lot of paid staff. We barely have." So we need to share volunteers. Why? Why? This was very important. Because our first mission is to disciple. So we just do what is good in attractional. We, we do produce good, con- good worship, music, and, and then talks. As, as soon as we got it, you know, we got the hang of it, editing videos, etc. We had to go back. Okay, uh, we cannot. So here's our mindset. As soon as long as there is somebody saying I can't serve because my service is displaced because we're not there, there's no usher or whatever. Wait, our service is on stage. Our first service is to be a disciple to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you're you're an usher. You do you comment on Facebook. We re, we connect. We renamed it to Comments Ministry, <laughs> Keyboard Comments Ministry. Um, and etc. And now we're, we we have this thing called Feast Light. Uh, we've been doing it for three years, I think three four years, and we've really gotten it. We we are now pushing it even further, in a sense that um, the feast at home, <laughs> he burns for Christ. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pastor Dennis chatting us. So um. So the feast light is um, is we have a planter who plants where, where he is, family or friends. So the goal is for the feast, the feast builder. I I only in a way pastor or build planters. That's the ultimate vision. The Sunday services, ninety nine percent will be sent out. That is the where we're going. So now the feast at home or the feast videos that you see on Facebook are for churchgoers. And then now we're assigning people, hey, hey, I, we noticed that you're the only one who attends church in your family. Your job now is to plant a feast in your home. Oh. So your job is to, you're, you're stressed out at work? Okay, your, your job is to plant a church in your department. Your attendees will be on Zoom watching and then sharing. So that's where we are, and that's where we're going. That's our long-term vision. Um, you see, the pandemic does not change the vision. It's just how you do things. Yeah, and I mean, from hearing you guys, it sounds to me like everyone has got it figured out. I mean, it took a while, I'm sure, because again, this is a situation that we did not see coming. But I think you guys are managing to make this work. And I love that, you know, what you said. What? No, you know what? You know what I like about it? What, what you were saying, Brother Triple, it's kind of like what you guys were doing, but the work from home model of what you guys were doing, right? Planting it where you are, um, whether that's the workplace or that's the home, which I think we should be doing anyway. But I think with the situation, it's just been magnified that this is what we should do to keep doing what we're doing. So, you know, you know, the other day, I think Pastor Dennis can share more also. I was, I was, I usually don't text our donors. 
our, our tithers just because you know it's part of worship but recently we've just said hey thank you uh, I, I was just sending hey thank you for, I know especially for those I knew who lost their income but they were still tithing like are you crazy? I was like in my head and I was like talking to these people and I said, but bro, I love God more than I am afraid of this pandemic. like, wouldn't that put tears in your eyes? So that was, I was like, their faith was really, they were, they were really amazing. They're really powerful. And um, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my brothers can share their stories, but we, we have a lot of, of course, there are people who our business are still good, um, income or career, but for those who are still, you know, who are suffering, but still decide to give, that's... Amazing, yeah. That's church. That is amazing. Also, I feel like I am figuring out the reactions button on Zoom for the first time today. I don't know why we didn't do that sooner. It's so fun. No, but really... Yeah, I today I just wanted to check in with you guys. <laughs> that that is the emoji, yes, for all our churches. Yes, it's Dr. Harold. Yes, uh, I just I think I want to take this opportunity to just say thank you, Sam, for for inviting us here in this podcast. And the reason why I love this podcast is because it's ecumenical. That um, uh, despite the differences that we have sometimes. Um, we still have things in common. I, I like that. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Oh my. Cool. I, I, and, uh, with all these things happening <laughs> right now as we record. But basically, yes, um, despite of our differences, we, 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 we have many things in common. Like... We believe in God. We believe in the Bible. And that's why what we do here is to be able to share the word of God to the people out there. Um, and despite the differences, we don't judge each yeah, other. Yeah, we believe. We, don't we believe. Italian. <laughs> the Chinese-Italian um, combination. How, so is, how but, is this happening? That's amazing. Chitalian. Italian. I love that. According to Brother Chapel, it's Chitalian. But yes, really, it's just a great opportunity to be able to share the word of God to the people out there. Oh, you know, here I am just raving about mm. like how these guys are doing an amazing job. And then they do these things and it's like they're five years old, you know. But see, this is, I'm so proud of you guys. No, really. Um, and I think this is good too. Like, yes. When we have our conversations about the faith, sometimes we can get pretty serious. And, um, but as you can tell, I mean, these guys are, they're a lot of fun as well. And you guys are doing a great job. I am so proud and I'm so excited to see how the situation is going to shape our churches. And obviously, you're gonna, uh, you can keep yourselves posted through this show. Um, we have all the links that you need to check out what they're up to down in the show description. Yes, Brother Jay Paul. No, I'm, I'm actually excited for um, Harold because, I mean, Pastor Dennis and I were already living the growth. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for NHNE, even if you have haters. Um, no, no, it's just really going to grow. The, just as long as you just, uh, I guess this, me now from like where, I, where Pastor Dennis was a few years ago, 
it's gonna grow. The more you accept people for who they are, um, your, your church is just gonna grow. And I'm excited for you guys um, with what's gonna happen and for every church that is, you know, loves God. Aww. Thank you. And and I like it when you brought that brought that up uh, about the, the haters because despite of, of the haters around us, I think our objective as a church is to be able to bring back the people to God because God, again, is the source of life. And we would want them to have that connection or that relationship with God. Um, this is a very challenging during this time right now. But uh, again, um, we are here to be able to share the word of God to the people and it's up to them if they want to uh, listen to it and um, it's up to them if what they hear is something that they can um, check whether it's still uh, about God or not. So uh, it's it's our life of faith and it really matters to us and that's why we are doing our best to share this to other people. Yeah. Brother J. Paul has a question. Yeah. Uh, maybe let's ask Sam questions this time. Me? No, no, Sam, I want to ask a question about your faith journey in the last few months since we started this podcast. I mean, I'm really grateful for the opportunity you gave us. I mean, God used you. It's really God using you. It's That's really grace. I just want to know because everyone knows you're an artista, you know, and etc. Pero talo ka na because wala kang taping. taping. See, Harold may taping. But anyway, no, but seriously, how 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 is your... Um, Christian walk. How's your faith with God? How's your relationship with God during the pandemic? You know what? I honestly, honestly, and I, I was gonna be like, oh my Wait, goodness. Before you're not honest. No, 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 no. Because I was gonna be like, gosh, are we being like cheese balls right now? Just, you know, gushing about like, oh, we're so happy. And we're like, you know, but honestly, doing this podcast, I think, is one of the biggest things that has kept me sane. Through this pandemic, it has kept me productive. It has, um, it had me meeting new people. I remember Pastor Dennis pointed out in one of our conversations on the group chat, like, guys, I thought I wasn't going to make any new friends this year. But I'm so glad that we all met. I feel that way. Um, and then, of course, just having our conversations about the faith. I, you know, I am learning so much. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I am learning so much through our conversations. It has really deepened um, this desire to know God more. Um, it has really made me reflect. And I think that's, a lot of, that's the experience of a lot of people who are living a faith life during this time. Because it makes you just think about a lot of things. Like, why is all of this happening? What is the meaning of all of this? And so to have you guys on a weekly basis to just talk about things hear what you guys have to say like it's been such a great experience and i'm excited i'm excited to see where we're gonna go with this so thanks so much for saying yes to and we are now officially oozing cheese out of our noses this is so cheesy right now <laughs> oh that's what you guys are doing <laughs> brother g brother g come on <laughs> <laughs> okay on that note on that note thanks so much for joining us guys that was a little update on how everyone is doing again we appreciate you for joining us every week um and yeah having you know, hearing what we all have to say and i also really appreciate everyone who messages us sends us email 
telling us how they are enjoying the conversations, our email address, the narrow door podcast at gmail.com. And again, everything you need to know about our friends here down on the show description. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye guys. <laughs>